Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to Rethink Life Church Online. Hey, it's an honor to have you join with us today. And I am super excited about today's message. And so I just want to encourage you even right now to click those share buttons, invite a friend or somebody to, you know, to join us for today's message because we're kicking off a brand new series of messages we're calling Ignite. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be learning how to live a spirit-filled life. And so this is a big series to unpack and a lot to learn. And whether you are a maybe a, a spiritual seeker, maybe you're somewhat um, checking out really what Christianity is all about. And you know, maybe there's just a lot of unanswered questions you have. Maybe you're even trying to determine whether or not this whole God thing is truly for real. Well, I would encourage you to hang in there with us today because I believe maybe today there will be some blanks that you'll be able to fill in with what has been missing in your life. For those of you who already have a relationship with Christ and you're a follower of His, well, here's the thing. So often many people, even Christians, those who have a relationship with Jesus, still struggle in their everyday life. And I think one of the reasons for that is simply because they really don't understand what it means to live a spirit-filled, spirit-controlled life every day, to live in victory the way God intended. As a matter of fact, let me ask you a question, especially for those of you who have a relationship with Jesus. Do you, do you really believe that God sent His Son Jesus into this world to live a sinless, blameless life, to ultimately be crucified on a cross, to spill His blood, so that your sins and my sins and the sins of the world could not just be forgiven, but forgotten. So that we could have a relationship with God because of the salvation that Jesus made available because of what he did on the cross. And then to be placed into a tomb and then three days later be resurrected from the grave so that we as followers of Jesus, those who believe in his life and his death and his resurrection, can live our everyday lives just doing the best we can to get by? I don't think so. No, that's not God's plan. As a matter of fact, listen, He has so much more in store for our lives. Living the Christian life, those of us who, who put our faith and trust in Jesus, the moment we become followers of Jesus, I'm here to tell you the journey begins. God has so much more. He's Jesus said, I've come to give you life so that you can experience it to the full. Listen, He doesn't want us just to survive. No, He wants us to thrive in our everyday lives. And so today, what we're doing is we're unpacking this series that we're calling Ignite. And I pray, if anything, this is exactly what will take place in your heart. Man, there will be something that will just light a fire. Something will be lit inside of you that you will be ignited because of a new revelation of what truly God's plan and purpose is for our lives, and more specifically, who the person of the Holy Spirit is and the role that He plays in our everyday lives. Because the Scripture says these words in John chapter 7, verses 38 through 39, 
It says these words, whoever believes in me, Jesus is saying, as scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Now, this is important. By this, he meant the spirit who, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And I know that's a lot to unpack, but here's the bottom line. Just as water satisfies our physical thirst, well, here's the important thing. The Holy Spirit satisfies our innermost being. And because of the presence and the power and the person of the Holy Spirit who lives and indwells inside of us as followers of Jesus, listen, also allows us to be able to have fruitful lives. In other words, we can live effectively. It means we can live victoriously. That means we can have an inner sense of peace and joy and fulfillment and purpose, knowing that the Spirit of God is at work in our hearts and in our lives. So what that tells you and me is this. We don't have to you know, get on that spiritual treadmill and try to work even harder in our spiritual life to get our spiritual ducks in a row, to try to get everything right as far as the do's and the don'ts of life, because a lot of people unfortunately make that mistake. You know, what, what they find themselves doing is they just are trying to, they're trying to live their life for God. Well, that's called religion. And here's the thing you need to understand. Religion is all about what you do, but a relationship is all about who you know. And so there's a big difference between trying to live for God and living with God. In other words, you're enjoying His presence and you're enjoying the intimate, close relationship that you have with Him because of the Holy Spirit who lives and indwells inside of you. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn specifically what the gift of the Holy Spirit truly means. And there's a lot of different roles and aspects that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. But today we're going to focus on four. And the first is this. The Holy Spirit connects me to God's presence forever. I love that. The very fact that we can have peace of mind and heart knowing that, listen, the Holy Spirit connects us to God's presence forever. Now, the Bible says it this way in John 14, verses 16 through 18. Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate, another person to bring support to your life, to help you and be with you, notice, forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and, notice, will be in you. He said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. That's huge. Because you see, you got to understand, up until this moment, Jesus had been the advocate for his disciples and those followers who knew him and who had walked with him. He was there physically in their presence to show them and to teach them and to walk with them and to have that relationship with them. But Jesus said, I'm going to go. I'm going to physically leave this world to return to the Father. 
But he said, I'm going to send another that's even perhaps greater than Jesus himself in the fact that through the Holy Spirit, he's going to come and he's going to live and indwell inside of us so that we could know God's presence, God's very presence in our hearts and lives forever. That's huge. And the reason why is because you know, when you think about it, those early disciples, those who were living in that day and time that Jesus was living here on earth, well, all they knew and knew how to associate with from their understanding of what the Old Testament teachings you know, taught them was that God's presence lived inside of a temple or in the tabernacle or the fact that God's presence from time to time showed up and spoke to individuals like Moses and prophets and others. But from their perspective, this was something new and different. The concept that God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, would live and dwell with, with inside of them was something completely new and something completely new. And that thought, even of itself, completely changed their lives because it gave them the peace and the comfort knowing that even though Jesus was going to leave their presence, the Holy Spirit's presence was going to invade their very lives. And as a result, God's presence was going to be not just with them, but He's going to be with me and with you and with everyone who has that relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the very moment we put our faith in Jesus, let me tell you something, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, comes to take up residence in our hearts and lives. It simply means that we don't ever have to worry about being alone. I love the fact that he said like, like orphans, he's not going to leave us. In fact, if anything, he's going to adopt us into his spiritual family. And just before Jesus literally left to go to heaven to be with his father, one of the very last statements he said to his disciples in Matthew 28, verse 20, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified Translation Version. It says, he said, I will be I am, I, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. I don't know about you, but that's comforting to me. To know that no matter what comes against me, no matter what happens in this world, even in my aloneness, God has promised through the person of the Holy Spirit who lives in me, He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's always with me. He lives inside of me. And God's presence will be with me even throughout all eternity. Because it's a powerful thing when you think about all that God has done to ensure the fact that we will never be alone, that we will be with Him because of what He did through the person of the Holy Spirit. Can I just say this? Often people will say to me, you know, Pastor, I just don't feel God's presence in my life. I just don't feel like, you know, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Well, can I just ask you a question? Do you feel the very blood pumping through your veins right now? That, that very blood that's being passed through your veins and to the different parts of your body that's pumping blood to the various organs inside of you? Of course not. 
Let me ask you another question. Do you feel those, those little electrical signals, signals from your inner ear right now that's, that's shooting those messages and those, those signals to your auditory cortex in your brain that gives you the capacity and the ability to actually physically hear the sound of my voice and to process what it is that I'm actually saying? Of course not. Let me ask you another question. Do you feel your immune system working right now that's fighting off countless viruses that are trying to attack your immune system? Of course not. But that does not discount the fact that your body is actually working and functioning and all of those things are going on simultaneously as you're watching this. You know, whether it's on a computer screen or wherever it might be, you got to understand that, listen, God designed you and your life is operating exactly the way he designed you. And God said that he would put his spirit inside of you, whether you feel it or not. God's spirit lives and indwells inside of you. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And so the second thing that you've got to understand when it comes to the gift of the Holy Spirit, one of his roles that he plays in our lives is not only to help us really know God's presence forever, but secondly, he teaches us how to actually know God. And I think this is important. In fact, the Bible says it this way in John 14 verses 25 through 26. Jesus said, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still here with you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, notice He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. You see, up until that point, here's what, here's what you got to understand. Those disciples, those early Christians, when Jesus is in their physical presence, he alone was their master teacher. He alone was teaching them to know and to understand who God was. In other words, you remember Jesus used to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, he, and that's why God sent his son Jesus into the world. God sent his son Jesus. The Bible says, Emmanuel, God with us. He came into the world. Why? So that we could know and understand what God is like. But yet Jesus could physically only be at one place at one time. And as a result, in the time, in the, the season that he was here in this world, he alone was the master teacher, helping reveal things to his believers, helping teach them and guide them into all truth, to learn the things about God that Jesus wanted them to know and to understand. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Verses 11 and 12, the Apostle Paul said it this way, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Isn't that powerful? What's awesome is to know that in our world today, in our culture today, where truth is so subjective and relative, where people are now kind of throwing out statements like, you know, you just need to know your own truth. You know, just own your own truth. You just be true to yourself. Well, the problem is, is that sounds enticing 
It, it, it sounds somewhat reasonable, but the truth of the matter is, is that I don't want to have to figure out my own truth. Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You see, Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. You see, I don't want to have to live my life trying to figure out wisdom and understanding. No, that's the reason why the Spirit of God who lives and indwells and understands, who lives and in, in, in lives inside of us, helps us to understand truth, that helps us to understand wisdom, that helps us understand things that we need to know to reveal Himself to us in ways so that He leads and guides and directs us in a way that allows us to experience God's good and pleasing and perfect will. You see, if I'm in charge, <laughs> then I mess things up. If I'm in charge, if I just do what's true to me, if I just do what's right in my own eyes, then I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make choices and decisions in my life that I'm going to deeply regret. In fact, I'm not only going to hurt myself, I'm probably going to hurt a lot of people in the process because of the selfish, self-centered decisions that I would be guilty of making. But through the Holy Spirit, guess what? Here's the thing you understand. Salvation is given to us by grace. But you see, change is a choice that we make. When we allow the Spirit of God to change us from the inside out, and we allow the Spirit of God to show us and to guide us and to teach us and to lead us into the ways of God. How does He do that? Several things. Number one is through prayer. You know, it's one of the ways that God teaches us and shows us is through spending time in prayer. That means just communicating with God. It's the reason why we start tomorrow, 21 days of prayer. Because it's a way for us to set aside some time. 21 days. The reason why 21 days is a big deal is because studies have shown that it takes about 21 days to break old habits and 21 days to establish new habits. So what we're going to do is we're going to set aside 21 days. We have a, a plan, a guide, a devotional that we're going to be working together collectively through um, a devotional my wife Michelle and I have put together. It's going to be available on the YouVersion Bible app. You can access that free of charge. It's a way for you to have a 21-day guide to help you pray. Five things specifically we're praying because we're going to be learning through that. God's going to show Himself to us in a lot of different ways as He speaks to our hearts in prayer. Another thing that He does is He speaks to us listen to this, through His Word. Listen, we speak to God through prayer. He speaks to us through His Word. This reason why in September we're doing something called 40 Days in the Word. We're going to learn how to read our Bibles. And not just read our Bibles, because listen, it's so much more than information. It's about transformation, allowing the Word of God to, to come alive and to help us and to guide us and to show us and to lead us into all truth. Another thing that God does is He uses the church, the body of believers, to help reveal Himself and to teach us and to guide us as well. Listen, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's why we have what we call life groups. And in September, you'll have the opportunity to find a group of people that you can do life with and not only connect relationally, but learn from each other spiritually as you support and encourage one another. So these are some ways, listen, that God helps us and teaches us how to know who He truly is. The third thing that we learn when it comes to 
one of the roles that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives, it's also, he's also there to help us live out our faith every day. I want to play a little game with you, okay? You probably have heard these states, statements before. So because of that, I want you just to kind of name these, uh, just fill in the blanks with the right answer as I, as I share these statements with you. God helps those who help, say it out loud, themselves. That's right. The second statement is this, if it's to be, it's up to me. That's right. A lot of people, they believe that. They, they, you know, they've heard that many, many times. Another statement is this, at the end of the day, the only person you can count on is yourself. You know, it's crazy when you think about those three statements. Listen, those three statements could not be any further from the truth. Because it is not about you. It's not about yourself. Listen, listen, if it's up to you, listen, if it's up to me, I know for a fact, if it's up to me, no matter how hard I try, I'm going to fall miserably short. If it's up to me, I'm going to screw things up. If it's up to me, I'm going to hurt a lot of people along the way. If it's up to me, I'm always going to fall short of my own expectations, let alone God's expectations. So what we have to understand is that the Spirit of God is here to help us as our advocate, our support. He's there to show us and to guide us in our everyday lives so that we can live victoriously, so that by being continuously filled with the Holy Spirit each and every day, listen to this, we can live with victory in our lives. And we can live knowing that, listen, we don't have to we don't have to conform to the things of this world, but we can be transformed because of who it is that lives inside of us. In John 16, verse 7, it says it this way in the Amplified Version. Jesus said, but I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage. I love that. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, I love that will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, notice, to you to be in close fellowship with you. That's powerful. You see, once again, relationship is all about who you know. It's not about doing life for God. It's about doing life with God through that personal, real, intimate relationship and through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. A great friend and mentor who uh, was a pastor of a church in Houston, Texas, he's now at home with the Lord. He passed away a number of years ago. One of the most gentle, godliest men I have ever been around. i never forget, we were in a parking lot sitting in his car, and he shared with me just before we got out. He said, Rodney, he said, let me share something with you. And I was young. I was in my 20s, and he just shared just some little, he just dropped some gold nuggets, I mean, of wisdom on me. And he said, you know something? He said, the Bible could be summarized in just one simple word. He said, you know what it is? I said, I really don't. He said, it's the word obedience. He said, when you think about it, he said, that's the Bible in a nutshell. One word, that word obedience. That's what the Bible is all about. And then he said something else that really impacted me. He said, you know something? He said, if we really want to live in, in, in victory in our everyday life, 
in our relationship with the Lord. He said, here's the secret to it. He said, here's the secret to supernatural living. And I couldn't wait to hear what the answer was. And here's what he said. He said, practice his presence. He said, just practice his presence. You see what he was trying to help me to understand that as a young Christian, the more I could understand the indwelling presence and the personal relationship and awareness and understanding that I have of the very presence of God living inside of me through the Holy Spirit, the more I practice His presence in my everyday life, the more joy, the more victory, listen to this, the more confidence, the more power that I'm gonna have to live my life in such a way that truly honors and pleases Him. So I just wanna share a couple things with you because there are a lot of different ways that the Holy Spirit can help us you know, live out our faith in our everyday lives. One of those ways is the fact that he is our comforter. You know, so many of us have gone through a lot of hurt and heartache and disappointments. And I love the fact that God, the Bible says, is close to the brokenhearted. He cares for those of us who've gone through difficulties. You know, some of you maybe have experienced a lot of grief and hurt and disappointment in your life. Well, the Bible says, Romans 15, 13, 13, it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow, listen to this, with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to know how you can have confident hope in your life no matter what has happened? Let me tell you how you can know it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that God of hope, the source of hope, will fill your heart and your life with joy. I truly believe that. And He'll give you the peace no matter what you face in your life. Another way that He helps us live out our faith is the fact that He is our intercessor. In other words, listen, God is, is the Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf. And I love how the scripture teaches us in in Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. He said, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us, listen to this, with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us, believers in harmony with God's own will. Has there ever been a time when you've been trying to pray and you've been trying to take something that's complex and confusing and overwhelming and you've tried to articulate it in prayer to the point to where you just kind of feel like you just want to give up because you don't even know if it's even reaching God? Well, here's the good news. Here's how you can be comforted today is to know that, listen, God knows all things and He knows our hearts and He knows what you're going through and even knows what you're trying to say. But because of His love and His kindness and His grace, guess what He's doing? He's already praying for us. He's praying for you. And He knows and He understands what it is that you're facing. Another thing that He does to help us live out our faith in our everyday lives, He's also our healer. I love that because in Exodus 15, verse 26, He said, for I am the Lord who heals you. That is referred to in the Old Testament, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And He wants to heal us, not just in our physical bodies, 
Listen, he wants to heal us relationally. He wants to heal us emotionally, mentally. Listen, he wants to heal every aspect of our lives. You know why? Because he is the God who heals. And so these are just some of the ways that the Holy Spirit, listen to this, helps us live out our faith each and every day with confident hope, with that victory and assurance, knowing, listen, that we are living our lives with true victory. The fourth thing that I want to share with you and conclude with, and that is the Holy Spirit, because it's, it's the gift that, that, that God has given to us. He's our advocate. He is our support. He is the one our, that comes along to help us so that we don't have to live the best we can. No, he, he comes so that we can thrive, not just survive in our lives. So here's what he does. He convicts me of my need for God. And I think this is important for us to, to understand because this is maybe what God is doing with some of you right now. In fact, in John 16, verses 8 through 11, it says, And when he comes, Jesus said, he will convict the world of its own sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. And judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. It's interesting that that word convict means to convince or to expose the facts or to refute or even cross-examine. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit, listen to this, is convincing us that God's ways are right, that God's ways are true. The Holy Spirit is at work in our hearts helping us understand who He is and ultimately what He longs for in our lives. And even though Jesus is physically gone and we can't see Him, we can't be around Him, because of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has left us, listen to this, a spiritual authority in the fact that now there is still a standard of righteousness because Jesus exemplified and modeled that standard for us and because of the fact that he came back to life, listen to this, the Holy Spirit reassures the fact that we can live in victory because of the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and his spirit is alive in us. And because Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, because he overcame, we too and you too can be overcomers because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony that we are brand new people, new creations through Christ Jesus because of what the Holy Spirit can do in and through our lives. And I'm here to tell you, when I was 18 years of age, when I listened to my oldest brother share his personal testimony, you know what God did? God spoke to me that night. He spoke to me as loud as, as though I'm speaking to you right now. But here's what happened. I chose not to respond to the voice of God. I'll never forget when my, my brother finished speaking that particular night and he was in a series of nightly um, events that he was doing or he was speaking you know, the first night when I heard the voice of God speak to my heart, the, the voice of God literally had spoken to my heart, convinced me, revealed to me that I didn't have a relationship with Him. But I didn't want to hear it. And I'll never forget, I drove home and 
And I was a wreck. And what was happening is, is I, was, I was under the conviction of the Spirit of God who was working in my heart to reveal to me that I was lost and I needed a Savior. And I went into my room and I shut the door and I laid down on my bed. I'll never forget, I tried to look back at that time when I was six years of age when I supposedly, as a kid, gave my life to Jesus. I was raised in a good home, a Christian home. But even though I was raised in a Christian home, I was still very religious. And here's the thing that I was doing. I was trying to do the best I could to live for God. But I never really understood what it was, what it was truly like to live with God in a relationship. You see, religion, again, is about doing something for God, but a relationship is all about who you know. And I'll never forget, as I was lying there in my bed, I began to realize that what was missing was that relationship. I really didn't know God. I knew Him in my head, but I didn't know Him in my heart. I'll never forget, the very next night, I went back to hear my oldest brother speak, and as he shared his story, that night, once again, the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. And that night when he gave the opportunity for people to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, at the age of 18, I'll never forget it, April 22nd, 1984, I put my faith and I put my trust in the person of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, listen, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see stars. I didn't have the, you know, the uh, Star Spangled Banner playing in my heart that night. I didn't hear, you know, I didn't see flashing lights or anything like that. But here's what I know. What I do know is that the Spirit of the living God invaded my life that night. And Jesus forgave me. He changed me. And I'm here to tell you, He can do the exact same thing for you. And one of the most powerful things that we can do is to share our story and to share the hope and the good news with everybody that we know. From Listen, with family members, with coworkers, with classmates, with neighbors, Listen, with anybody and everybody, we have the opportunity. God will work behind the scenes. Why? Because He is using us to help share that message. And He's preparing the hearts. He's trying to help convince, convict. He's cross-examining. He's trying to help them understand that what they need more than anything is a relationship with Him. And maybe God is using us to help bridge that gap. Because in conclusion, he said these words in Acts 1.8. Jesus said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people everywhere about me in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Those are the four things that the gift of the Holy Spirit will help us be able to do in our lives when we understanding His indwelling presence and His indwelling power that is alive and at work inside of us so that we can accomplish the things that we could never accomplish on our own. Because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So today I wanna to invite you right where you are to bow your head and close your eyes. And as you're in a moment of prayer, can I just say this, if for those of you who have never put your faith in Jesus, I just want to start by talking to you first in this prayer. If you've never put your faith in Jesus and you don't know Him as your Savior, maybe your story's a little bit like mine. 
Maybe you've been guilty of trying to do a lot of things for God. You've been playing that role of religion. You've been on that spiritual religious treadmill, just trying to do all the right things, hoping that somehow, some way, through it all, at the end of the day, there will be more good that will outweigh the bad in your life. But that's not how it works. You see, that's called religion. But again, relationship is all about who you know. And if you're missing that relationship, can I invite you to pray this prayer? Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I turn from my sin. Today, by faith, I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, if you just prayed that prayer just then, I have something I want to give to you. So I want you to hang on for just a moment. But for those of you who already have a relationship with Jesus, here's the thing. You need to be reminded today that you already have the Holy Spirit living in you. I think the big question is, does the Holy Spirit have all of you? You see, some of us here today, again, even as a Christian, we've been guilty of trying to do it in our own strength. We've been trying to live the Christian life on our own rather than allowing Jesus to live his life through us through the indwelling presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And so today, I just want to encourage you, even as a Christian, to maybe just pray and say, God, forgive me. Today, I'm stepping aside. I'm going to decrease so that the Spirit of God can increase in my life because I want Him to have complete control over every area of my life. Today, if you prayed that prayer and you just invited Jesus in your life, can I ask you to do me a huge favor? Would you just text the words, I decided? Uh, if you have a smartphone there, just text the words, I decided um, to that number there on the screen. Or you can just click the I decided button if you're watching there on our website. And then another thing that I want to encourage you to do is just maybe just, just put you know in the chat there, I decided. And uh, what we'll do, if you're watching on Facebook, we'll just send you a link. And we want to give you a free booklet that will help you get started in your spiritual journey. So as you can grow and learn and become more and more when it comes to who it is that God has created you to be. Hey, we love you guys. Can't wait for week two of next week as we learn how to live the Spirit-filled life. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.